Welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this episode of the podcast, we'll be joined by Dr. Catherine Athens, who is a psychotherapist with a focus on marriage and families. Dr. Athens is also a noted author and speaker. Recorded the day after Christmas, Dr. Athens will be discussing overcoming the post-holiday blues, getting through the darkness of the winter season, and the importance of exercise for your mental health. Dave Nemo will be your host for this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. And now let's hand it off to Dave for his feature interview with Dr. Catherine Athens. Dr. Catherine Athens, thank you for being with us here this morning. Oh, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure. And yes, happy Boxing Day and happy whatever day it is of Christmas. In the Middle East, they celebrate Christmas on January 6th. Yes. That's Epiphany. That's when the wise men found the baby Jesus. So Christmas season, people want to say Christmas is a day. No, it's a season. So we're still in the Christmas season, which means to me to find ways to be happy because we have so much darkness and because it's so cold. I was just watching the news in the Midwest. They're having terrible snowstorms and freezes. And often this makes people depressed, sad, and also this expectation of Christmas is going to give them something. What I've noticed this year is there are more programs for people to participate in to give. And giving actually stimulates the production of serotonin in the brain. And why is this important? It's important because serotonin is the feel-good, the self-esteem drug that says, I'm worthy. I'm a worthy person. And that's the number one problem we have in the wintertime with the sun not being available as much and it's cold and we tend to not be out exercising as much. We tend to not be drinking enough water. And I'll definitely reinforce to all of your listeners, Dave, we need to drink at least half our weight in ounces in water. What that means is if you're 130 pounds, you need to be drinking 65 ounces of water every day. And that doesn't mean you take 65 ounces and you chug them down. (laughs) The water had the time to absorb in your skin going into your bloodstream. So sip water all day. Water isn't juice. Juice is good as well. But sip water all day and do some stretching if you can't get outside. Do some stretching in the morning. It doesn't have to be yoga. It could be yoga stretching. And then if you can get to the gym to do the stationary bike, if you have one at your house, do some exercise as well. And that's going to make you feel a lot better. Why? Because you're going to be breathing in and breathing out. You're going to be getting more oxygen into your brain. You're going to hydrate your body. You're going to feel better. What you're doing right here now, and I've been using this term a lot in terms of logistics and all, because we talk trucking all the time here, obviously, but Dr. Athens, you're really connecting some dots in terms of physical, mental, spiritual 
and psychological. All of those logicals, they all meet together and everything is interactive and depends on them. So deep breathing and exercise, getting enough oxygen, doing things that build serotonin to make you feel better, that all builds together. It's like a team effort, but it can also go in the opposite direction too. And something you really point out on your website is that everything is connected. We've been talking on Highway to Health with other folks in the medical world and physicians and everything that the gut itself, this biome that we have now, this old expression about, well, my gut's telling me not to do that. And we are coming to find out that that's not just an old wives tale or an old bumper sticker from the Middle Ages. That is true. So, wow, it's like this two-way street going on in our body. And it's kind of hard to really grasp all of that. Well, it is at first, but there are actual brain cells in the gut. There are actual brain cells in the heart when we wrote the heart brain. And we found out through our research that more than 80% of the information goes from south to north. I was raised, my science class has said the brain is everything. The body follows what the brain dictates, but it's not true. What is true is there's an interaction of the heart and the brain and the gut, and information is sent up the vagus nerve into the brain, and then the brain decides whether the person is willing to know what's going on. So many of us don't want to know anything. That's the term numbskull, right? (laughs) right? But if you will go down to your gut and reconnect your gut and your heart and allow the information to come to your consciousness, then you have an opportunity to make a choice. It's all about making good choices of what you do, how you think. I went to church for Christmas Eve candle lighting ceremony. And I noticed the people in back of me were really negative, and I didn't pay too much attention. But when I got home, I could still feel their negativity. So I had to bless their negativity and get rid of it. It's a choice. Choose something funny. When I turned on the TV this morning when I woke up about 4.30, some man has a comedy club, and he runs it during the Christmas season especially, where he has different comics come, and they make people laugh. Or they say funny things. Laughter, the best medicine. Laughter builds not only serotonin, but other healthy chemicals in the brain. And it calms the blood pressure down. It eases the tension in the heart. And we forgot. We don't get to laugh as much as we used to because we're so politically correct. We're not allowed to say anything that's funny. Mel Brooks was on television recently, and he said, if I were to make my movies today, I couldn't make them because he was so irreverent about a lot of things. I know. Yeah, absolutely. When Moses comes down with the Ten Commandments, he says, I have these 15, 10 commandments. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great note to go into a break on, is it not? (laughs) It is. It certainly is. Dr. Catherine Athens is with us on the program this morning. You're listening to the Highway Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. If you would like to stay up to date on what's happening with Radio Nemo, please visit RadioNemo.com. You'll see the latest on the Dave Nemo Show, Dave Nemo Weekends, and the Tim Ridley Show. 
RadioNemo.com also has a blog section with news and notes from around the trucking industry. That web address is again RadioNemo.com. Now, folks, if you'd like to go further down the highway to health, we'd like to invite you to listen to The Dave Nemo Show on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. The trip down the highway to health on The Dave Nemo Show happens every Tuesday morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Now let's get you back to this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Dr. Athens, we are in the second day of Christmas. It ends on January 6th, the Feast of the Epiphanies. Twelve straight days and nothing but partying. And that's the way it was set up to begin with in earlier times, obviously. By the way, Dr. Athens, January 6th is also the kickoff of Mardi Gras season here in New Orleans. So the party goes on. Wow. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. From the Feast of the Epiphany to Lent to last Wednesday is party season here where we celebrate Mardi Gras. I want to ask you something about Christmas itself. We all have individual landmark dates in our lives, our birthdays, obviously, the deaths of people that we love, the births of those we love anniversaries and all of the graduations we have these celebrations and they can be overwhelming in our own personal spheres but then we also have big holidays like the fourth of july and new year's and then every religion has its own specific holidays christians have easter and pentecost and other things what i'm getting at is that christmas though is the one holiday of the year where everybody does get involved if you're not celebrating Festivus for the rest of us, even Muslims, Jews, Christians, Hindus, Sikhs, everybody can kind of get into the Christmas thing. It's more universal. Is that what makes it so overwhelming? Is it too much sometimes for us to handle? Because it's so massive. Well, I don't think so, but I think the expectation of what is supposed to happen is overwhelming. Suddenly we're supposed to be really happy and peaceful and kind of have it together. People will say, are you ready for Christmas? I always go, no, no one's ever ready for Christmas. (laughs) But it comes anyway. So I think this season is really about coming inward and being outward, both not at the same time, but doing both. Giving, receiving, meeting people, having good conversations, maybe having meaningful thinking as well as meaningful actions. So in that way, I think the Christmas season is not a religious season as much as it's a season, as you said, across religions to say, okay, we're going to try to do better. We're going to try to act as we say, do as I say, not as I do, but do as we say and say as we do to have more integrity. I think that the weather and the cold that oftentimes makes it overwhelming for people because it's very hard to be indoors if you're used to being out of doors. Some of my clients are very ill. Staying home in bed, it's hard for them. They want to get up. They want to do something. And I'm always the one who says, no, go to sleep. 
It's kind of ironic, too, if you follow me on this. But my understanding about December 25th is that it was chosen because it was in the deep of winter and we needed a holiday at that time. And there was already a string of pagan holidays that were already in place. The Feast of Saturnalia was on December 25th. I forget what Pope it is. It was one of the Leos that basically made Christmas that day to kind of take over that holiday, in a sense, in the winter. In other words, things have kind of flipped a little bit in terms of that was then and this is now, in terms of the winter weather, the darkness, the cold, and that sort of thing. Well, I like the fact, Dave, that you bring that up because, yes, there was already a holiday, a pagan holiday. Fathers in the church wanted to incorporate more pagans So they chose this day, December 25th, as the birth of Jesus and worked the myth around it. Of course, I always think of Jesus as being born in the spring. Most people would say that. Who knows, because we don't know. But I think it's a good thing to have holidays in the winter, and it's a good thing to remind people to socialize in the winter. So several of my clients say, well, I don't want to talk to anybody till the spring. I said, well, that's not healthy. We had the lockdown, especially here in California, where people did not socialize and people are still reeling from that mentally, psychologically, having a lot of problems coming back to being social. So many people now don't want to be social ever again. And the way we as a species, a human being, survived is through our social interaction. The more social interaction, we stimulate the growth of neurons in our body, and actually we become smarter. So I tell people, whether you really want to or not, go to that party, talk to people, get outside, pay attention to what is it you're really afraid of, and break that boundary so that you don't carry that kind of fear anymore. But we really do need each other. We do, because that's how we have evolved as a species and survived all the things we survived. You've kind of circled back to the theme that we kind of started with in terms of the mind, heart, gut, soul relationships and the connecting of those dots. And I asked you about that. One of the things you point out is that when we die, we weigh a couple of pounds less than we were a few minutes ago, so to speak. And the soul is gone now. And the soul is a thing. We never really thought it was a thing. We thought it was just some kind of nebulous idea, I guess. But now that we know how all of these connectivities, it makes so much more sense to go take a walk, do some stretching. Why? Because it'll make you feel better, not just physically, but emotionally and sociologically too. Yes. And make it a point to say good morning to people. I wrote a book called Love I Am. And I wrote it because I didn't think we had enough love on earth. And one of the exercises in the book is to go to the grocery store or even the mall and send love to people. We're so used to sending hate to people and being angry, right? I tell people, whatever you send out goes to you first. So if you want to have that, think about it. Think about what you're doing. Cut people some slack. Maybe they had a bad morning. Maybe they had a fight with their spouse or their kids or who knows. 
people make a mistake, say, well, I make mistakes too. So have that kind of empathy and compassion. So that's really important because that allows us to be more in touch with our soul, that part of us that is eternal, that is always loving and kind. And that's very, very important right now, given the state of the world. All of us need to be ambassadors of love and kindness. And what happens is your health will improve when you send out love. Your state of mind will improve where you'll be more enthusiastic. You'll have more energy to clean up the Christmas stuff or the party stuff. You'll have more incentive to go out and volunteer at your local agency. Sending out love is one of the wonderful tools that costs you nothing. You don't have to go get a prescription at the doctor. It will improve your blood pressure, your blood sugar, your cholesterol, your heart rate. Your heart rate goes down when you're sending out love. It's an amazing, amazing exercise. And I invite everyone who's listening, wherever you are, start sending out love and saying good morning, good afternoon, acknowledging others. That closes out this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway to Health Podcast through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway to Health Podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health Podcast is a production of Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo.